Are you feeling overwhelmed and exhausted by stress? Introducing stress management with imaging coaching, your ticket to a calmer, more balanced life. In this journey you will be taking with us here at Imaging Coaching, we'll equip you with powerful techniques and tools you can use to conquer stress, control, and transform your life. From deep breathing exercises to mindfulness practices, you'll discover the tools to relax your mind and body. Come join us on this transformative path and unlock a world of inner peace and resilience. Don't let stress hold you back any longer. Take charge of your well-being today with Imaging Coaching, your stress management team. Discover clarity. Defeat stress through Imaging Coaching at ImagingCoaching.com at ImagingCoaching.com at ImagingCoaching.com at ImagingCoaching.com Chapter 4, The Narcissistic Cycle It is very obvious to tell that a person is a narcissist if you pay attention. It is very important to educate yourself on a narcissist because you want to know what you're dealing with. There's different kinds of narcissist personality, narcissistic personality. There's different types, but you want to know which one you're dealing with. That way you can make the best decision possible for your life. Narcissists are very predictable. I mean, if you pay attention, they repeat the patterns over and over and over again from showering you with all type of love and making you feel like you are so special. You're the bomb. I mean, giving you gifts, doing all those type of things. And then they go from that to the next extreme. Everything they do is extreme. It's like the next extreme thing is they, they belittle you, call you out your name. You, and then they go from that to, they don't need you to, they need you. I mean, it's just like a vicious cycle. Then they're emotional. They very emotional. It, they love to use emotional manipulation against you to make you feel guilty. And some just flat out do the, um, silent treatment on you, ignore you. So you got to know who you're dealing with and how far they're going with you so you can put a stop to it. Let's go ahead and continue with chapter four. Chapter four, the narcissistic cycle. The narcissistic cycle, often associated with narcissistic personality disorder, NPD, refers to a pattern of behavior exhibited by individuals with narcissistic traits. This cycle typically consists of three main phases. Idealization, love bombing in this phase, the narcissist idealizes and showers the target with intense affection, admiration, and attention. They may make the person feel special, appreciated, and valued. This stage is characterized by a rapid buildup of positive emotions. Devaluation, after the idealization phase, the narcissist may start to devalue the same person they once idealized. They may criticize, belittle, or emotionally distance themselves from the target. This shift can be confusing and hurtful for the individual on the receiving end. Discard, or discarding and hoovering in the final phase, the narcissist may discard the person, 
abruptly ending the relationship or withdrawing emotional support. However, this phase is not always permanent. In some cases, the narcissist may return to the idealization phase, a cycle referred to as hoovering. This cycle can be repeated, creating a pattern of emotional instability for the person involved. It's important to note that not everyone with narcissistic traits follows this exact cycle, and the severity and duration of each phase can vary. Additionally, not all individuals with narcissistic traits have narcissistic personality disorder, as the diagnosis requires a specific set of criteria outlined in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, DSM-5. Understanding the Repetitive Patterns in Narcissistic Relationships Understanding the repetitive patterns in narcissistic relationships involves recognizing the cycles of behavior that tend to characterize these dynamics. Here are some key repetitive patterns commonly observed in narcissistic relationships. Idealization Pattern, the narcissist initially idealizes the partner, showering them with love, attention, and admiration. Purpose, this phase creates a strong emotional bond making the partner feel special and valued. Devaluation Pattern, the narcissist begins to devalue the partner, criticizing, belittling, or emotionally withdrawing. Purpose, this phase allows the narcissist to assert control and maintain a sense of superiority. It can be emotionally damaging for the partner. Discard or hoovering Pattern, the narcissist may abruptly end the relationship, discard. Alternatively, they might cycle back to idealization, hoovering. Purpose, discard reinforces control and can leave the partner confused and hurt. Hoovering serves to regain control, often with promises of change or renewed affection. Manipulation and Gaslighting Pattern, narcissists often use manipulation and gaslighting to control the partner's perceptions and emotions. Purpose, manipulation reinforces the narcissist's sense of superiority and keeps the partner emotionally dependent and confused. Triangulation Pattern, the narcissist may involve a third party, either real or perceived, to create jealousy or competition. Purpose, triangulation can be a tactic to maintain control, manipulate emotions, and keep the partner insecure. When all alone, they are the insecure ones in the relationship. Cycle repeats. Pattern, the entire cycle of idealization, devaluation, and discard, or hoovering, tends to repeat. Purpose, repetition reinforces the power dynamic making it challenging for the partner to break free from the toxic relationship. Understanding these patterns can be crucial for individuals involved in narcissistic relationships. It helps them recognize the unhealthy dynamics, set boundaries, and consider seeking support or professional help for healing and moving forward. It's important to note that breaking free from a narcissistic relationship can be challenging and support from friends, family, or mental health professionals is often beneficial. Idealization, Devaluation, and Discard Phases The idealization, devaluation, and discard phases are characteristic patterns in narcissistic relationships.
Understanding each phase can shed light on the dynamics of such relationships. Idealization phase. Characteristics. Intense affection, admiration, and attention from the narcissist. The narcissist idealizes the partner, making them feel special, valued, and loved. Rapid buildup of positive emotions and a sense of being on a pedestal. Purpose. Establishing a strong emotional bond and dependency on the narcissist. Creating a false sense of security and happiness in the relationship. Devaluation phase. Characteristics. The narcissist starts to criticize, belittle, or emotionally distance themselves from the partner. Positive traits initially praised are now devalued, and flaws are magnified. Emotional and psychological abuse may occur, causing confusion and emotional distress for the partner. Purpose Asserting control and dominance over the partner. Maintaining a sense of superiority by undermining the partner's self-esteem. Testing the partner's loyalty and dependence. Discard phase or hoovering. Discard characteristics. The narcissist abruptly ends the relationship, emotionally withdrawing or physically leaving. The partner may be left confused, hurt, and abandoned. Discard can be final or temporary, depending on the narcissist's intentions. Hoovering Characteristics If discard is not final, the narcissist may return to the idealization phase, attempting to rekindle the relationship. Hoovering often involves promises of change, renewed affection, or apologies. The cycle may repeat with a return to idealization, followed by devaluation again. Purpose Discard reinforces control and creates emotional turmoil for the partner. Hoovering is an attempt to regain control, manipulate emotions, and keep the partner in the narcissist's orbit. These phases form a repetitive cycle in narcissistic relationships, creating a toxic and emotionally damaging pattern for the partner involved. Recognizing these phases is crucial for individuals seeking to break free from such relationships and establish healthier boundaries. Seeking support from friends, family, or mental health professionals can be essential for healing and moving forward. Emotional roller coaster experienced by those in relationships with narcissists. Being in a relationship with a narcissist can be an emotional roller coaster characterized by intense highs and lows. Here are some common emotional experiences that individuals may go through in relationships with narcissists. Initial euphoria, idealization phase. Emotions, feelings of being special, loved, and valued. Reason, the narcissist showers the individual with attention, affection, and admiration during the idealization phase, creating a sense of euphoria. Confusion and hurt, devaluation phase. Emotions, shock, confusion, hurt, and a sense of betrayal. Reason, the narcissist starts to criticize, belittle, or emotionally distance themselves leading to a sudden shift from idealization to devaluation. The partner may struggle to understand the change in behavior. 
emotional abuse and gaslighting. Emotions, anxiety, self-doubt, and a distorted sense of reality. Reason, narcissists often employ manipulation and gaslighting to control the partner's emotions and perceptions. This can lead to emotional abuse, leaving the partner questioning their own sanity. Attempts to please and regain approval. Emotions, desperation, guilt, and a desire to please the narcissist. Reason, the partner may go to great lengths to regain the narcissist's approval, often at the expense of their own well-being. This may involve trying to meet unrealistic expectations. Isolation and dependency. Emotions, loneliness, isolation, and emotional dependency. Reason, narcissists may isolate their partners from friends and family, creating emotional dependence. The partner may feel trapped and unable to seek support from others. Cycles of discard and return, hoovering. Emotions, relief, hope, and fear. Reason, the narcissist may abruptly discard the partner, only to return during hoovering, with promises of change. This creates a cycle of hope, fear, and uncertainty about the future of the relationship. Self-reflection and empowerment. Emotions, self-reflection, realization, and empowerment. Reason, over time, the partner may start to recognize the toxic patterns and seek personal growth. This can lead to a desire for independence and the strength to break free from the cycle. Healing and moving on. Emotions, acceptance, healing, and a renewed sense of self. Reason, seeking support, setting boundaries, and prioritizing self-care are crucial steps in the healing process. Eventually, individuals can move on to healthier relationships and a more stable emotional state. It's important for individuals in narcissistic relationships to recognize these emotional experiences, seek support, and consider professional help to navigate the challenges and work towards healing. When you sign up for Imaging Coaching LLC, your stress management guide at www.imagingcoaching.com, you will receive help with Stress Reduction You will learn effective techniques to manage and reduce stress, setting the foundation for a more peaceful life to get rid of any anxiety you may have. Mind-Body Awareness You will understand how stress affects your body and mind, gaining valuable insights for lasting change. Weight loss. If you want to lose weight, you can achieve your weight loss goals through a balanced approach with nutritional guidance and tailored workouts. Meditation. You will learn to cultivate mindfulness and meditation skills to foster inner peace, mental clarity, and emotional well-being. My second husband 10 years later. I had just broken up with my ex-boyfriend. I had found out he had cheated on me, and he also had not won but two babies on the way by two different women. I had issues with men making babies on me because I didn't have any children of my own and I wanted to become a mother. Prior to me finding out about the babies, I had found out I had fibroids, which, one of them, was the size of a grapefruit. I also had an ovarian cyst, which kept erupting and coming back. 
I was told I needed to remove the fibroids if I was to conceive a child of my own and carry full terms someday, and not to mention I was seriously anemic from the fibroids. So, I had those odds working against me. I was not going to let any guy have babies on me and slap me in the face with the reality that I couldn't have any children of my own. I recorded me breaking up with my ex-boyfriend and posted the breakup on Facebook. That became a life lesson later on after I met my second husband Nikita. A week after I had posted the breakup on Facebook, I had received a message in my inbox on Facebook from Nikita. Nikita and I had spoken words to each other a few times in the past, but not to the extent of showing any interest in one another. When I read his message, he expressed his thoughts about the video I had posted, and we both laughed about it. Then over the course of a few weeks we exchanged phone numbers and began to talk every day over the phone. I enjoyed his conversations because the attention made me feel better. We had been talking for about four months and I wanted to see him face to face. We started making plans for me to fly to Omaha, Nebraska, for a couple of days. I would pay for my flight and he would pay for everything else. I thought that was a good plan. When I got to Omaha, he picked me up from the airport in his black jeep and took me to get something to eat. The trip was fun, he showed me around the city and took me to some of his favorite spots he hung out at. The morning I was about to leave, I was in the kitchen in the extended stay he had gotten for us cooking breakfast. He came into the kitchen to see what I was cooking and proceeded to say, I had a great time with you, and I hope this is not the only time I will see you. I am not a one-night stand kind of man. I am going to be 50 in two years, and I am looking for a wife. I was shocked to hear him say that because I was looking for a one-night stand. I didn't think he was going to take me seriously, so I wasn't planning on putting my feelings out there again. I was a full-time student and was unemployed because the company I had been working for the past 11 years had closed its Houston location and laid everyone off which gave me plenty of time to be free and available to talk to Nikita over the phone and while we talked, he would talk to me like I was special and made me feel good about myself. I knew I was special, and I didn't necessarily need him for that. But after what I had been through with my ex-boyfriend and not able to conceive babies, I was feeling less than a woman and I just wanted to feel better about myself. The day I had found out about my ex and the two babies on the way. I was going through IVF, in vitro fertilization, and I had just gotten home from the doctor and was told my eggs were ready to become fertilized. Receiving that news about the two babies on the way by two different girls had set me back and put me into a depressed state of mind. I felt like the odds were stacked against me. I was 37 years old and divorced and had to break up with my cheating boyfriend of five years. On April 7, 2016, four months later, I took another flight to Omaha to visit Nikita. This trip wasn't as fun as the first trip. We had been talking with each other for about eight months at that time and he was acting like he was my man. But we hadn't established it yet. I was waiting for him to finish getting dressed so he could take me out to a jazz spot he liked going to, and while I was waiting for him, I took a selfie of myself and posted it on my Facebook wall. 
A few guys started commenting on how great I looked, but no one said anything disrespectful to me. We went out and when we got back to the hotel room, he was very quiet and did not speak to me. I had noticed the shift in his attitude right after he introduced me to some of his hometown friends he grew up with. But I didn't pay it any attention. As I was getting undressed to get comfortable, he said to me, Can I ask you a question? Yes, I replied. Do you do this a lot? Do what? I asked. Do you travel out of town to meet up with man and fuck them? I was in shock for a moment and could not respond right away. I'm asking because I saw how my boys were looking at you and you were just standing there smiling like you were enjoying it. I know you are not calling me a whore. To answer your question, the answer is no. I came here to meet you face to face because I thought you and I was building on getting to know each other. I saw the picture you posted on Facebook and I read the comments the guys were saying about how great you look. I can tell you like that kind of attention, and I don't like men staring at my woman like that. When did I become your woman? We never discussed that. We shouldn't have to. I made that obvious the first time you flew up here. I didn't like how he was making me feel, so I walked into the living room part of the hotel and cracked open that bottle of scotch I had bought him. I took four shots from the bottle and sat down on the sofa. As I was sitting there, thoughts of, I should not have come here. Let me look at changing my flight to see if I can catch an early flight home in a few hours. This was a mistake. Nikita came to where I was after an hour of me thinking how I was going to get out of there without making a scene. He took me by the hand, let me talk to you and explain why I feel this way. He started telling me about his ex-girlfriends and how they cheated on him, and his oldest daughter's mother cheated on him with his best friend and marrying him. He went on to say how they were still married. Then he apologized for his behavior. I believed his apology because I had never had a man apologize to me before, so that was new to me. I took it as though he was a different kind of guy which he turned out to be that as I continued to be with him over the course of five years. In the beginning, we had our hiccups, and he would apologize immediately, and I would accept them. But his apologies kept on coming, and I was growing tired of him. Two years later, my dad had moved out of my apartment in Nikita, and I had gotten married, we had decided he was going to move to Houston, Texas. The day he was packing his things and loading them into his car. His mother called me. I want to tell you congratulations on your marriage. Sorry, I couldn't be there. Nikita didn't tell me you two were getting married. I heard you two got married in Las Vegas. He told me he told you and you weren't able to come because you were sick. Sick, she laughed. I am not sick. I am well. I felt that feeling I got once before in my stomach that I made a bad choice. Then she went on to say, I was only calling to tell you congratulation and that he is your problem now. My problem? What do you mean by that? Don't worry about it. Then she hung up. I called him to acquire about it. I talked to your mother and you lied to me about her being sick and what is this? You are my problem now. 
He blew it off like it wasn't any big deal and changed the subject. Chapter five. Okay, so that was chapter four. Um, chapter five, we'll talk about that in the next chapter. So in chapter four, I went on to talk about how the relationship started with the ex-husband and with the second husband, I would say. And the thing about that is that I had red flags before I married him. I should have listened to the red flags, but I will talk more about red flags as we get deeper into the book. But that's one of the things that I want to elaborate on just for a little bit. Us ladies, we need to start paying attention to red flags and stop ignoring them because they're there to help protect us. They're there to give us the warnings that we need before we actually get into the danger. And then it's hard to get out of it or sometimes you don't get out of it at all. We need to stop being about the practical things in life, such as I want to get married, I want to have a kid, I want the picket fence with the big house and the nice cars and the fancy ring, and start really looking at the fact of the truth of the matter is that we need to find out why we feel that way, look deeper inside ourselves on why we even feel that way, what got us feeling that way, and is it something that we should even be chasing after? Because when it comes... It's too late to get rid of it. Sometimes it's hard to get rid of it. And a lot of times you can't get rid of it. So we have to be more careful with our decision making and things that we choose to do in the process of getting the things that we want. So I hope that chapter four sheds some light on some things. And the next chapter will be chapter five, which is the narcissist in the digital age. And I'll talk about that because as you can tell, that's how I met the second husband on Facebook.